Welcome to the Mom Worthy Podcast. This is Brittany. This is Sam. Grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us. Hey guys. Hey mamas. Um, we just had Melissa Adam on from the potty training school to talk to you guys and to us about potty training. We have had a lot of questions about potty training. I know one time when I was at doing questions for the question box, people were asking me and I gave some advice, but I don't have a lot of really good sound advice because I thankfully had two really easy children to potty train. It wasn't like much work for me, um, not to brag, but <laughs> yeah. I do think Capri will be a little bit more work. I can just tell she's not as interested as they were at this age. Um, but that's why we were excited to have Melissa on because she knows her stuff. She's like an expert in potty training. Yeah, she's helped 3,500 families potty train. And out of all 3,500, only 12 have dropped out of her course. I found that super yeah, interesting. It's a very big success rate. Yes. And you can tell she's done all the research. She mm-hmm. knows everything from how the brain develops, how the bladder develops. It was really interesting mm-hmm. information. Yeah, I know. I definitely learned a lot. You know, it, my son is about to be 18 months, and I learned that I am not quite ready to yeah. potty train after talking to her, but I feel more prepared about when to make that decision. Yes. You know, big thing for me is when will he have bladder control? Mm-hmm. When am I ready to take him out of his crib? Yeah. Um, you guys will hear all about that real, real soon. So this is our interview with Melissa Adam. Enjoy. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming and talking to us. We're so excited to talk to you. So how are you guys going, doing with everything? Bored? Are you stuck at home? (laughs) Well, I'm usually at home anyways, so I'm used to that. But my kids aren't in school, which is a bummer. I'm really sad that they don't get to go back to school for a long time. So what about you? I'm same here. I work from home and we had to stop the potty training school. Well, this oh, is, yeah. but I also homeschool all my children. So oh. for us, busy, busy, busy. And we're not really feeling too much change in the routine because of that. So well, that's good. Uh, yeah. All the homeschool moms have like an upper hand on everyone. They're, they, know how <laughs> yeah. to do this. they know how it's done. That might be another <laughs> podcast, huh? Yeah, we should. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, the hot topic right now for sure. It is. Yeah, I I know. For me, I I normally work in the office, and so I've been at home doing my job. Right. Still working just as much, but from a from a room now. Yeah, you got to keep your kids busy. I know my husband came home and started working too, so it's a little bit different in that route where I have to keep the kids quiet, but. everybody's in their own little stations but it's 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 gonna we're gonna get through this right yeah we thought that this is actually a perfect time to have you on because so many people are at home with their kids right now that they can get the potty training locked down that's what I'm hoping to help parents with right now because I really think it's with this day and age we are all so busy that parents look at potty training as we have to get it done on Saturday and Sunday and they yeah. move back to preschool on Monday. Kids are so busy. So uh, hopefully this gives parents time to just take a breather and enjoy it versus being stressed out that if they have an accident on Monday in preschool, they're getting kicked out, you know? Totally, totally. Can you... So- can you tell us a bit about, so you have a potty training school. Yes. So How, can I'm you tell potty, us about it? 
Yeah, I am the only one in the United States. There are a few potty trainers that are in New York and California, but I'm in an actual school where you enroll your child with your with the parent, and it is a four-hour class that they take. And what we do is we bring you through basic cognitive behavioral training. And that sounds scary, <laughs> but it's I put together a very simple game that little kids enjoy playing. And what we do is, I don't know if you guys ever read the book, Think and Grow Rich. It was wildly popular in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Um, it was based on old fashioned verbiage, metaphys metaphysics training. And what that basically is, is creating a routine. You do something over and over, remember for 21 days. And once that routine is established, you've actually created a habit. Okay. So I took basic metaphysics training and turned it into a game for a little child. And you know, kids are sponges. So basically, we go through a very simple game for the children, and we play it repetitively for four hours nonstop. Huh. <laughs> and it's no electronics. The kids usually, they're usually cracking up in the game because we play with fake pee, we play with <laughs> fake poop, and they find it, you know, hilarious. You know, we have dolls that toot and kids <laughs> just go nuts with it. But the fact that it's really fun to watch because it's four hours, you guys, of a school environment where the parents don't have their cell phones. There's no TV and you can see the children's attitudes just flourish. Wow. They're having so much fun playing one-on-one -on -one with mom and dad that they don't even realize they're getting potty trained. And hmm. the excitement through playing this game. It's fun because you'll see children by hour two, we haven't even taken off the diapers yet. By hour two, the children are whipping off their own diaper <laughs> and running to the bathroom <laughs> and play the game because they want to do the, you know, successful potty party game when they pee successfully. So it's, it's fun. So that's basically what we do now since the coronavirus started, you know, we closed, um, we're no longer doing in-person classes and we're focusing on, we have an online video that parents can purchase. I've, we've reduced the price by 80% on it. Oh, nice. So uh, the video is just as successful. We use it for our out-of-state clients and you go on it, you will see me teaching all the techniques that I have learned and studied for seven years, compiled into this 70-minute class that you will watch just by yourself with no kids and then you move on and when you're ready to potty train you take all the techniques that you learn and it's a basic guide it's going to guide you through three days of potty training sounds almost too good to be true <laughs> <laughs> so that's the second question everybody says really what's the success rate so and I don't really want to get into the success rate because I really want to teach parents the pros and cons and what's on the market that's teaching us with what pediatricians say, what specialists say, and what moms that have potty trained say, and the myths out there that are happening. But this type of potty training is, when we get into discussing it more in detail, it's really common sense potty training. And stop thinking about everything that's on the market, what we should and what we shouldn't be doing, and get back to just playing a game with your child and teaching them through example and actions. 
So with that being said, we've potty trained over 3,500 children Mm -hmm. through our program. And we have had, we keep in touch with all of our clients after for 48 hours via text consultation. So we know our success rate and we've had 12 people discontinue the program. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's great. It's really fun. And it's a lot of research that's tied into 48 hours of potty training. (laughs) And that's the great thing with you because there's so much stuff out there. Like you said, there's stuff that's wrong and stuff that's right. And you've done it, the research so people can come to you. Right. And a lot of it's funny when I started research, I have five kids. So, uh, um, you know, when you have children, I feel like every little thing, the internet's at our fingertips. So the wealth of knowledge, we all have a lot of times when we find out that our children are sick, you know, we can learn so much by just yeah. going on the internet and finding things out. And we're so much more knowledgeable today than, you know, what our parents were with us. So, a lot of times when things don't work or a specialist or a pediatrician tells you to do something and you look it up and you're like, really, maybe I should try this, you know, and yeah. it really helps. So yeah. when potty training came around for my kids, I was told, wait to potty train because your first daughter will eventually wake up and potty train on her own. That's proof that she's ready and she's going to show interest. Well, guess what? That never that day never came for me. Hmm. I was like, what is going on? Then I started getting notifications from preschool saying, Hey, if she has, isn't potty trained by the threes, then she's not going into our three and a half year old class because there's no changing tables there. And Florida health code says we can't change. You have to be able to wipe yourself, do all that stuff. And I would go back to my doctor and say, what's going on? Why is something wrong with her? She's meeting all of her developmental milestones. And it was one thing after another, and she just, my child showed absolutely no interest in using the toilet. Peeing and pooping to her was, she wanted to be watching TV, playing outside, mm-hmm. to take away the time and say, let's go pee, wasn't happening for her. And that's when this whole potty training school, I gave birth to it, and I researched every single thing out there, and one of the one things that I noticed is every book that I read about it, <clears throat> every person that had some type of authoritative knowledge on the subject was funny to me because some people, the majority of the people that were authors or wrote books or whatever, had maybe three people that they potty trained themselves, which were their children. Mm-hmm. And then after that, interviewed people on their experiences with potty training. So uh, that was my first cue. This needs to change. Let's get our hands dirty and let's actually have hands-on experience because that does not exist. And I started working with friends and then word of mouth spread that I was doing this and people were, you know, knocking down my door to have their kid come over to my house and try these potty parties. (laughs) And the research that I learned with every different personality from the atypical child down to severely special needs children with um, cerebral palsy, children that needed a walker to walk, um, nonverbal children, Down syndrome children, uh, autism spectrum, everything, you name it, I potty trained it. And put all the personality types in buckets and found the techniques that worked for each child. You know, what do you, for what age or signs should 
kids start? Like, is there a sign that they should start showing? Or like, as you said, your daughter showed no signs. Is there a point no. where you think they so, should start? Yeah. So that is one thing that I feel is one of the biggest myths out there that when your child shows signs of potty training, they'll pull on their diaper. They'll show interest in mom and dad going one of the things I've seen out there is your child will hide to go poop. And that's great, but I feel it might be misleading to some parents that have the child that just could pee or poop in their diaper, not even tell you to change them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of the things that I want parents to keep an open mind about when you're ready to potty train is if your child is meeting all the developmental milestones in their well-child checkup at the pediatrician's office at 18 months, they have all the motor skills available to be body trained. That's the bottom line. And a lot of parents will call me and say, my child's nonverbal, so they cannot be potty trained. I've read in these books that your child has to express to you that they need to go to the bathroom. And the funny thing about that is when you really think about it, think back when we had newborns. Did you know when your newborn was pooping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> their little faces yeah. crunched you know. up. They're bright red. And guess what? Nobody had to communicate to us that they needed a diaper change or they were about to go to the bathroom. Most of us can look back and remember when our little ones were on that schedule. Oh, they're going to go to the bathroom in a few minutes. This is their time, you know, but they didn't need to communicate that with us. So I feel that that's a huge misleading point about potty training. Don't think your child can't do it because they're not showing interest in it. If they're meeting all those developmental milestones, your child can do it. It's, is mommy ready to do it? Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) every child has a different personality and some kids are very strong willed and some children, yes, wake up. I've had a child that woke up and saw mommy go to the bathroom and she was all about potty training. She did it in one day on her own. I didn't even have to work with her. Mm-hmm. But then there was my other child who learned by being taught. <laughs> so you may have a child that needs to be taught how to potty train, just not going to wake up one day and just start going on their own. Or you may sit them on the toilet. The kid that sits on the toilet for 10 minutes and then mommy stands them up and 10 minutes later they pee all over mm-hmm. the floor. That's the child that may, you need to teach them. That's the training part of it. You've got to go through the training part of it. So think of that when your child's ready. I think um, that a kid between 18 and 24 months is when the pediatricians say that bladder control is actually obtained. You can't potty train before bladder control. No. After your class, what about nighttime? Um, I know a lot of kids are potty trained during the day, but still go at night. Is that part of the class or is that something different? Is that an age thing? No. So nighttime training is funny too, because that is a huge misconception out there that we should daytime train first and nighttime train will deal with when the child is a little bit older or when the child wakes up dry in the morning. I wanted one thing about nighttime training. I'll say this slowly because it gets a little confusing, but once bladder control is obtained, the central nervous system starts to produce a hormone that reduces urine production while our children are in REM sleep mode. So 
your child can make it through. I've had um, 15 month olds make it through the night 14 hours without peeing the bed. And when they wake up in the morning, they sit down on their little potty chair and go pee. So nighttime training is actually pretty easy because the body does it. There's nothing for the parents to do with nighttime training. There's one golden key that I will tell you in a second that will help you with your nighttime training. But one of the things that parents will say to me is, Mike, I'm not ready to nighttime train because my child will wake up in the morning and their diaper will be so full. It leaks out and their bed is wet every morning. Mm-hmm. They have that's actually a sign that your child does have that hormone and their their body is working with them at night because what happens to us when we wake up in the morning about 45 seconds after we wake up bladder fills up usually the first thing we do in the morning is go to the restroom kids are no different than us so we sleep throughout they sleep throughout the night They wake up in the morning. The minute they snap out of that REM sleep mode, that is when that hormone stops and the bladder starts filling up. Now, the key is to find out when your child is actually snapping out of the REM sleep mode because I've potty trained. I shouldn't say potty trained. I've nighttime trained 16-year-olds that still wet the bed at night. Wow. when we always hone in on when that child is urinating is when something wakes them up out of the REM sleep mode. So for instance, there was one child that I worked with that was a little bit older and we, they had seen therapists. They went to, they spent thousands of dollars going to these sleep clinics, trying to find out why their son was still urinating in bed in the middle of the night. And the simplest thing is we found out that mommy worked out at 4.30 every morning, went out for a jog at five o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, coffee pot went off. That is when the child woke up out of the REM sleep mode. And that's when the bladder filled up and his habit was to urinate in the bed at that time. Hmm. So you have to think about, um, you know, when, when you, when I'm talking about waking up out of REM sleep mode, that really has to do with the fact that, you know, when you're asleep, but you can still hear people walking around in your house or having a conversation or the TV's on in a distance, but you're too tired to actually open your eyes. Yeah. You're in that really calm, relaxed state. You're half in, half out, like that hypnosis state. That is not REM sleep mode. So most children will wake up but not open their eyes, stay in bed, and that's the time that they urinate in their diaper in the morning. So if you can get to the child before, I always tell parents it's a great idea to try to nighttime, if you're going to tackle the nighttime, wake up 10 to 20 minutes before the child usually wakes up and don't give them the opportunity to pee in the bed because you're breaking a habit and see if they're wet. Most parents will text me and say, oh, they were a little wet. I'll say, wake up 10 minutes earlier. Something's waking that kid up in the morning a little bit earlier and we'll hone in on the time that they actually wake up and the parent will be able to be there waking up with them and the kid goes directly to the bathroom. So super important to understand that you don't have to wake your child up every 20 minutes or every hour throughout the night. That's not what we want to do because moms need their sleep. Not to mention, don't forget about every single time you wake up your child in the middle of the night you are setting that internal alarm clock. We all know when we had newborns, 
your body wakes you up at a specific time. If you're used to waking up at 4 a.m. every morning, 21 days down the road, you no longer need an alarm clock. Your body automatically wakes you up. So you don't want to get into that um, thought process of, oh, I'm going to wake my kid up at midnight and have them go pee. I'm going to wake them up at two and have them go pee to help them get through the night because you're actually setting off that internal alarm clock. But what would help immensely is remembering the fact that potty training is breaking a habit. And the best thing you can do to break a habit is to take away your child's habit. And the habit is the diaper. So if a child goes to bed naked from the waist down, you're taking away the habit. So when they do wake up in the morning and they start to urinate out of habit, it's going to feel different. There's nothing there catching the urine. Now it's no longer pooling around and giving the child that warmth that they enjoy in the morning. It's now dribbling down their leg. And when you have... you upset that routine and take away something and it now feels abnormal to them, that's what will jolt them out of the hypnosis type sleep and make them get up and realize they have to pee and then go to the bathroom. So I always tell parents when you're tackling nighttime training too, make sure you talk to your kids about it before you go to bed. Don't expect them just to know what to do because they've been peeing in their bed since birth. Mm -hmm. So I always say five five times at night, if it's the last thing you talk about before your child goes to bed, he's going to remember it in the morning when he wakes up. So I always tuck the children into bed and have the mom say, now, when you wake up in the morning, you're not going to have a diaper on. That's why we're going to bed bare bottom tonight. You, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to walk to the bathroom or to the potty chair right next to their bed. Cause Kids at this age can be scared of monsters too. So you want to make everything very easy for them. You're going to get out of bed, sit on your potty chair, go pee pee and then tuck yourself in bed and then role play with them five times. Have tuck them in bed and say, okay, you just woke up in the morning. Show mommy what you're going to do. Have them get out of bed, pull their pants or they won't have any pants on. Sorry. <laughs> sit on the potty chair, pretend to pee, tuck themselves back in bed. Do that five times. And they're going to know what to do when they wake up in the morning. It's super important to, you know, lead them through this process. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of answers one of the questions I had in my mind is, you know, when do you know that they have the bladder control, you know, to be able to do, to do that? But it also sounds like they have to really be able to play that game with you of getting up, going to the potty, getting back in, tucking themselves in. So, you know, my son right now is 18 months and. Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't follow along with that game. So it tells me he's probably not quite ready. Right. The And, you know, the younger they are, you, you could try it with them. I've had a lot of parents at 18 months. The average child is still in a crib. Mm-hmm. So I usually, I, I say average child, most of my clients are still in a crib at that age. But I like to tell moms too, if the child's still in a crib, it's really not fair to them to try to nighttime train them just because that's so sad. If they wake up and there is nowhere to use the bathroom, 
potty training is not meant to teach your child to withhold. It's to work with the body. When the bladder's full, receptors go to the brain and tell the child to urinate and they release. It's the natural process of our bodies developing. So yeah, if your child, if you get up, you, you would be a surprise though to try it out, see how much fun the kid actually has with it. And this is after obviously a full day of potty training. So they're already used to the potty walking to it, sitting, you've already been going down that route with them. So nighttime is just adding to that. So it does still sound like you, you know, when you do your four hour training, you start with the day and then kind of bleed into the night all at one time. Yes. Yes. Because remember when you're potty training, you're breaking a habit. The diaper is the habit. And I see so many parents, um, which isn't a bad thing because I did it too, but I see so many parents will start potty training and then put a diaper on at nap time, put a diaper on at nighttime, put a diaper on an hour before they go to bed, right after their bath time. And it's really, I, I have seen working with all these children, how difficult it is for them the next day when they wake up from using a diaper in the morning, remember you're awake when you pee in the bed, you don't pee in your sleep. I know a lot of parents have a hard time with that, but I'll talk about that in a second. But when you wake, when the kid uses the diaper and they're awake and they're used to it, and then the, you wake up in the morning, and you're like, go use the toilet. They get frustrated because you just gave them back their habit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot to ask of a little child they're still our little babies. It's a lot to ask of them to pee during wake hours, but go ahead and use it at night in the comfort of your bed, you know? So that's why I personally feel a lot of kids are getting a little bit older and still potty training, but yeah, at nighttime. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the, um, being awake to potty train, (laughs) being awake to pee at night. When I had a pediatrician tell me this once and it just hit home with me, he said, Melissa, think of it this way. Kids' bodies are no different than our bodies, okay? They, they're maturing the same way that we do. When you think of an adult, adults can heavily sedate them ourselves with sleeping pills, alcohol, maybe some narcotics, whatever, right? Do you pee the bed? It's very, most people still wake up, even if they're on a sleeping pill, the body will still wake them up to urinate. You don't pee in the bed as an adult. The kids feel that once bladder control is obtained, the body does the exact same thing for a little child. It wakes them up when the bladder is at full capacity. Interesting. So, so um, so for, for our listeners, a lot of them probably don't, even when this coronavirus stuff is over, they might not live in Florida, but right now and all the time you have the webinar, right? Yes. Yes. That okay. teaches the techniques that we use in the game to guide you through the potty training process. Where can they find that at? What's your, is it your website? The website, pottytrainingschool.org. Uh, we also saw on there you had phone consultations. What is that yeah. for? Yeah, so we do phone consultations for parents that have really started the process and the child is giving them some very difficult times with one or the other, either refuses to poop on the potty or and has the pee down or has the pooping on the potty down, but not the pee. The kids that are halfway there will do a consultation to get you back on track and give you just a few techniques that you need. But if you're looking to start the whole potty training process, you want to start from the beginning of teaching them to the end. 
that's where I would suggest the video. I have a question on that. My, my sister was just working on potty training my niece and she kept withholding her, her bowel movements and it would make her constipated and it created a whole issue for them. And I was looking on your website and that's part of your curriculum is talking about withholding. So do you have any like tips you could share with our listeners on that? Yes. So the bowel movements are a huge, huge thing. That's another myth that I find that is very confusing to parents because a lot of times we'll be told that if your child withholds their stool, they're not ready to be potty trained because they're afraid to go to the bathroom. So it all, let me take you back to what I've learned. It all stems with bladder control. So studies show that a child obtains bladder control between 18 and 24 months. They haven't not honed in on the actual time that a child gets it. From the children that I've worked with, I have noticed, and I'm not a medical professional, but I have noticed that bladder control is obtained when a child starts incorporating and digesting all the nutrients of the pyramid. So for example, we bring our baby home from the hospital, we nurse them, or we put them on formula. Their stools are very loose stools. It's like diarrhea, right? The second we start incorporating one tablespoon of solid food to our babies, then we get that seedy stool. Remember that? (laughs) And then usually once we start, we are told to introduce one new solid a week to make sure our children don't have any allergies. Once we start incorporating all the foods of the pyramid, that is when the bowel movements in our children start to drastically change. If you can remember back to when you started all the foods, you probably had a few days of constipation with those little hard pellets. Mm -hmm. That is the beginning of children where I feel once a child gets digests all those nutrients, that is when you should really start considering potty training because a child that is at the age of two is to expel the about a stool, the size, shape, and consistency of a banana. It's pretty big. Hmm. And you can go onto my Facebook page. We'll actually show you, or you guys can download the Bristol stool chart, which helps immensely. Those are the types of stools that children will actually expel and it'll tell you what happens. So you'll see on number four, it shows a nice banana shaped stool. Well, when you think of it, if a child is wearing a diaper, can you expel a banana? (laughs) You can't. (laughs) There's room. (laughs) So what ends up happening is When a child obtains bladder control, the stools get larger and bigger. It's no longer liquid, and there's no room for that to come out. So most of the children will go through phases where they have one bowel movement a day, and then all of a sudden you'll start noticing, oh, my gosh, my child's going twice a day. That's because they cannot expel a bowel movement in one sitting. So it gets pinched off. A few hours later, four hours later, they're running around and they start having two bowel movements a day. Then kids will go from having two bowel movements a day to having one bowel movement every two to three days. And the reason that this happens is because the colon is not meant to withhold stool. It is meant to contract and push down. You're always getting that 
you're always getting stool from the upper GI to the lower GI. It's being produced every single day. And when the colon is withholding stool, let's say your child expels a diaper, you change the diaper, and a few hours later, they're doing it again. That colon, within an hour of withholding stool, when it should have came out the first time, the nerves in the colon actually start to desensitize. And it is twice as hard for a child to expel the second stool, which starts to get the child backed up. I wouldn't say constipated at this stage, but backed up and parents will start saying, my child is withholding their stool. It's not coming out. It may not be withholding. It may be that their colon isn't getting pushing all that stuff down. And a lot of kids will, a lot of pediatricians will say, stop potty training and put a diaper back on if they're not pooping, because you'd rather have them go in a diaper than withhold. But that it, when you look at the actual science behind how you expel stool in your body, it actually, that is what causes a child to become backed up and constipated. So the sooner you potty train at bladder control and the bowel movements start changing and become more mature, the better the health benefits are to that. I can't tell you guys how many hospitals I have sent me over kids that have 100% potty trained, but they never got the pooping down. And these kids are so backed up that they're hospitalized every three months to get cleaned out. And it's a, it's a horrible thing that, to see these little kids in all this pain, but they literally cannot push it out. So the poop is super important to get down. And there's some, there's some books out there that I'm going to give you a book that is very controversial, but I do see the benefits of it. The first thing pediatricians will usually um, gear you, lead you towards is Miralax. If you remember of your sister, did they ask her to go on Miralax? I don't recall, to be honest. Yeah. So the first thing that people, pediatricians will usually the go-to is Miralax. And that I'm not a huge fan of just because of the fact that when you think of it, logically, Miralax softens stools. But if you have compacted hard stool in there, the Miralax will just slide around and down versus another compacted stool pushing it down and out. So there's, um, I would highly suggest that your reader or your listeners go to Dr. Hodge's website. He is, he works with the mom method and he's pretty good. I, I agree with a lot of the things that he says in the mop method when your child is withholding stool during potty training. He teaches you how to clean out from the bottom up versus from the top down. Because once you get um, any compacted stool out, you'll see that the children will be super happy and it won't be strenuous for them to have a bowel movement. And by day two, they won't be withholding anymore if you use that mop method. Interesting. That's, that's one thing that just you saying, like, you know, pediatricians will say this, it's really important because pediatricians might know a lot about a lot of things, but they're not necessarily potty training experts. So... Oh my gosh, you're so smart that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person that's ever said that. And I was just going to say, I had a pediatrician to call me up about potty training and ask some advice on one of the clients that he had. And he said, Melissa, you have to understand that we're, we're doctors. We don't potty train. Mm -hmm. Half of us 
potty train, our wives potty trained years ago, or we did potty train one or two kids years ago, but we don't remember it. And that doesn't make us an expert on potty exactly. training. Exactly. That's why it's important yeah. to know because people, oh, well, I'm going to ask my pediatrician or my pediatrician said this. Well, don't always take that word as Bible. Like you can go and find resources with people who've actually right. researched it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to look at how many people did they actually hands-on train because that's where you're, you know, that's where you're going to get your knowledge exactly. from versus somebody that interviewed somebody or had one kid. I feel so bad. Well, I was one of those parents. So I had so many people telling me it. Well, maybe your child's delayed development because they're not understanding. Maybe your child has sensory processing disorder because they're not feeling it. And I will be so devastated because I'm like, why isn't my kid catching on? Mm -hmm. And it, then I started finding out, you know, you only did your kid, maybe one of those childs that sees mommy pee once and they get it and they want to do it. Just like some kids want to read my child, man, you put a book in front of her. She has no desire to learn how to read, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop. She's at the age where she should learn and I know she can do it. And I would be doing her disservice if I didn't push her a little, you know, because I know she's smart enough to do it. Yep. All kids are so different. I've got three of them. My first two, they were easy, so easy to potty train. I was very lucky with them. But um, I could already tell my third probably isn't as interested as they were at her age. Yeah. So you have to make it interesting, yeah. you know, why entices them to want to succeed. Well, I know personally, I'm super thankful to have the opportunity to chat with you today because my I have one child. I don't have three like Brittany. <laughs> and my little boy turns 18 months in about a week. And so, Uh you know, this is really near and dear to to me because I'm going to be doing this soon. And I definitely learned I need to wait until I'm ready to take him out of his crib, which is not yet. (laughs) I want him in that crib for as long as I can. Um, Right. And when you're ready, it's about, it's a lot about when When I'm ready ready. and it takes a lot to focus and get it done. Yeah. So that's kind of what I learned too. Yeah. I mean, I could potentially do it with him, but I'm not ready. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to think of it this way, because so many moms will say, oh, my child started peeing on the potty. And I'm going to tell you a story of one of my mommies that came to class, which is I cried along with her, but it made so much sense to me. And it opened my eyes when I saw her. So her child came to potty training school. He was a little bit older. So he was a three and a half years old. And, um, this little boy was so cute. He was, he ran the show. He was having so much fun learning this new skill that the mom was smiles. He was smiling. So we were on, like, he was chucking water and we were on like the, his 12th pee. And we were only into like, um, hour three, right. <laughs> Peeing on the potty left and right, dumping and flushing, high-fiving, ringing the bell. He was having a blast. Mom was having a blast. And then all of a sudden, mom sat down and started to cry. And she pulled the diaper bag out, grabbed the diaper and said, it's time to leave. I'm done. He's not ready to be potty trained. And I looked at her and I said, I don't get it. I thought it was something I had done. Obviously, that's the first thing that comes to people's mind. Mm -hmm. What did I do? He's doing awesome. Why are you crazy? And she started crying and she said, Melissa, I tried for years to have this baby. 
And after 20 years plus of trying, I'm an older mom and I finally got pregnant with this child. He is my only baby. Mm -hmm. And she said, now that I'm seeing him do this, I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready to close the door of being a baby and putting him. I know he's a toddler, but I am not ready to stop that one-on-one -on -one interaction when I wake him up in the morning, place him on that and clean him and change his diaper. And she said, it's just, it may sound weird to you, but I'm not there. I'm not ready to do it. I get that and because I know once you put the underwear on them, they look so big. They're not in their little diaper butts anymore. <laughs> And they're not, you know, so it's that one of the biggest myths. Uh, so many parents will start the potty training process. The child has one accident or gives mom a hard time and it's hard. We got to train them. We have to show them what's right and what's wrong. And man, to see them, the parents give up. So be really prepared. So your little baby's heart isn't broken when, if you're just not ready to do it yet, there's no shame in waiting, right? Yes. No shame in here. No shame. <laughs> I mean, it's same thing as nursing, you know, you stop when you're ready. Yes, Each exactly. one of them, you know, you stop when you're ready. You start potty training when you're ready. But um, can I give one tip of advice on the potty training? Because I feel I didn't have, I know I'm a talker. <laughs> I help them out the potty training process. But one of the things, the best things you guys can do when you start the potty training process is show them. We always start with playing a game first. So if the best thing to do is actually bring them into the bathroom and a few days before you start, have them watch you go to the bathroom and make it fun and high five them and have the child, you know, show them how you pull down the pants, pull up the pants, how to flush the toilet. That's all a part of the game. But one thing that um, is the most predominant issue that parents have when they start potty training is taking the child to the bathroom every 20 minutes and two seconds after they get off the toilet the kid pees all over the floor try to remember that the science behind potty training is working with the body not against it receptors do not go to the brain to tell the child that they need to empty their bladder until their bladder is at full capacity once it's at full capacity the muscles will release just like when they're wearing a diaper. So if a child has an accident, the natural response to an accident is the body tenses up and the bladder will stop the flow of urine. So allow your children to have the accident and then don't freak out about it. Don't rush them to the toilet when they're peeing on the floor. Just kind of laugh, take a deep breath and go, uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> Make it fun for them and explain to them, feel, bud, you just peed on the floor, feel your pants are wet. But then the most important thing to do is called, this is the cognitive behavioral training with children, is to correct the action with success. So after every accident, if you want your child to understand what you expect them to do, which is peeing in the potty, you should take them to the bathroom and give them a ton of love and hugs and sit them down on that potty and drink, drink, drink until they successfully pee on the potty. If you don't have a successful pee after every single accident, the child's not understanding what's different than a diaper change. Mommy, I pee on the floor. Okay, now it's nothing's there to catch it anymore. It feels gross. But mommy just changes my underwear and has me go again. Mm -hmm. 
right? And the, there's no for in it. Think about a little kid's mind and how they think about it. So they say it's it's super important when you're teaching a child a new skill. Correct any action with the success. And sometimes it takes a really long time to get that first pee in the potty. But once they understand that, oh, this is what you want me to do, then you're connecting the dots. So many parents call me and say, nope, they won't pee after an accident. They won't do it. It's not their job. It's your job to get them to drink and have them pee. Bladders are little at this age. So kids can probably drink one cup of water. 20 minutes later, they'll pee. So you shouldn't be in the bathroom too long, but you have to show them how to successfully pee in the potty. That mentally, when you speak to behavioral coaches, that is what creates a drive in the child to want to succeed because they're going to be so stoked that they did it and they will see the the excitement in your eyes. I mean, come on, the first time our kids pee in the potty, we're like, <laughs> you know, I mean, kids sense that. Yes. And if they only sense the disappointment after accident, after accident, after accident, you're not setting them up for success. Oh, well, thank you. That was so much great information, Melissa. We thank you thank so you. much. You, you know your stuff. We're glad we <laughs> get to have you on today. All right, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Me. Have a good rest of your weekend. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Melissa. I know I definitely did, and I learned a thing or two. Yeah. I mean, there were some things that she said that I was like, oh, I would never do that person. Like the no pants on when they go to sleep. I never did that with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes sense. I get why for some kids that would work. So just remember, this is her advice. It's obviously worked for thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why it's so great to hear from someone who has done the research and done certain things that have been successful for people. Yeah, and this is just one way. If you have no idea where to start yes. with how to potty train, this is one way. And maybe this will work for you. Um, and if not, maybe you'll at least take some things out of it yeah, you know, that, sure. that will help you on your journey. I mean, sure. I think there's a lot of really good information about how your brain works and yeah. different hormones in your body. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I have two kids that are probably trained, but I still learn things from her that I'm going to use with Capri. Yeah. So like there's always new things that you can learn. She is on Instagram. The Instagram is potty training school, all one word. And then the website is pottytrainingschool.org. So if you want to check her out, you can do so at one of those two places. Yeah. Um, don't forget, too, if you want to come hang out with us in our Facebook group, it's Mom Worthy Mamas. If you mm-hmm. have any questions about anything, we've seen potty training questions in there. Yeah. So now we can direct them to this episode, <laughs> the expert. And we also have Mom Worthy After Dark. And don't forget, we do have really cute apparel on momworthyofficial.com. Yes, I know. I love our apparel. We, we need new pictures, though. We do. Coming soon. Very soon. Wait for like it. Like all the other things that are coming soon. I know. We're the worst. Guys. Mom life, though. We did just make our studio look really cute, though. So we'll show you pictures soon. Yes. More to so come yeah. with it, but already super cute. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.